From Broadsheet, Australia's go-to culture guide, this is FYI, a podcast about the stories we reckon deserve a closer look. I'm Katja Vaktel. Restaurants are about so much more than the food and the drink they serve. They're the places we share our lives. We go to them to celebrate. We go to them to commiserate. They're there for us through thick and thin. But like any space we're comfortable in, we're not always on our best behaviour in restaurants or bars or pubs or even cafes for that matter. No doubt you've seen some pretty outrageous behaviour at your local. So we set up a hotline, a confessional if you will, and ask for your wildest, most bizarre and memorable restaurant moments. And we got some pretty interesting tales in return. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I've had a lot of friends witness some seriously memorable and life-defining moments in venues, in public. I have too, haven't we all? And that got the broadsheet team thinking. We wanted to hear your stories. You know, the ones you tell at dinner parties that you'll remember forever. So we threw open the phone lines for the very first time. Not all of the stories that came back are scandalous. Some are beautiful. Some are sad. Some are totally unexpected. Okay, here we go. Here's what came back. Oh, and a quick warning before we get into this one. The episode contains some strong language. Confession time. I went to a restaurant in Melbourne with all the windows at the front and then they have seating area out the back, which is past the kitchen, sort of outside. It was Valentine's Day, went with my partner. The waitress told me that, oh, we've got the best seat in the house for you. Once we're seated and I had a bit of a look around at all the other people sitting in the outdoor dining area, I pulled my partner up and I pulled up the next table on a common thread that was happening. Everyone that was seated at the back was same sex. Everyone that was seated at the front and being viewed by the public were heterosexual. So I flagged the waitress and asked the manager and gave them a fair roasting in front of everyone, to which they offered to move us into the in-house dining room, which I rejected, but I did demand a bottle of champagne for every table at their expense, and they did it. About seven or eight years ago, I was working at a restaurant on the coast, and a group of families came in. And this girl served them. The mum of one of the families was looking at her like she was trying to place where she knew her from. So the waitress went over to her and said, you look like you're trying to place where you know me from. I served you today at Blah Blah Restaurant. And the husband turned to the wife and said, who are you with a Blah Blah Restaurant? It was actually another man that she was with. Obviously, he had suspicions about it beforehand and it just confirmed it. She was cheating on her husband, but the waitress she just had to excuse herself from the conversation as the husband was storming out and she came over to us and was like, um, I think I just broke up a marriage. And that was pretty much all we talked about all summer. I was once dining at a now-closed restaurant with several girlfriends. It was a no-menu situation, uh, quite experimental, degustation, five or six courses. At the start of the meal, I told our wait staff that I was a pescatarian so that my dietaries were communicated the dishes started coming out. There was one dish called something like oysters, not oysters, and they were served in oyster shells, um, looked like little rubbery, wiggly things. Um, 
So I assumed that they were oysters. However, when we ate them, they were quite warm, quite chewy, a really unusual flavour that it didn't recognise, but I didn't think too much of it. Anyhow, the waiter came over once we finished the course to check how everything was and did we enjoy it. I um, am one of those people that wants to be an easy customer, not cause any ruffles. So when he asked if we enjoyed the dish, I didn't love it, but I said, oh, it was very nice, thank you. Um, And then he said, well, did you all think that that dish was oysters? Well, it was actually chicken hearts, as if that was some sort of wonderful surprise. So as a pescatarian, I had eaten chicken hearts and then also said that I enjoyed it, which is just the biggest nightmare for any pescatarian or vegetarian. And I still have PTSD from that experience to this day. And I now tell everyone from the maitre d' to the som to the bathroom attendant that I'm a pescatarian in any place that I dine. Shocking. Thanks. So I work at a Fitzroy bar nightclub, uh, known at the time for specialising in a certain decade of music. This night, the venue was packed, everyone was having a great night, and then people started getting a little sort of tickle in their throat. Suddenly, half the venue was coughing and some people are having trouble breathing. Staff assume the worst and think a gas line has started to leak throughout the venue or something. So we collectively crap our backs and start evacuating the venue, hurting people out, any and every available exit. Within minutes, fireys, ambos and police are on the scene, treating people and investigating the quote-unquote gas leak. After reviewing the footage later in the week, it was revealed the source of the gas leak was in fact the use of a pepper spray type device in the middle of the dance floor. Some bright spark thought using an illegal self-defence aerosol in the middle of a packed dance floor was a really good idea. No one was hurt. Everything turned out fine. One of our own staff members had a bit of an asthma attack and was taken to hospital. It was all good. Funniest part was the two fellas who were completely oblivious to the panicked evacuation and they just suddenly found themselves on an empty dance floor and they were just having the time of their lives before security came rushing back in and said, boys, you've got to go. Hi, just wanted to tell a story of uh, my sister and I taking our father, who had dementia, to a cafe. We left him seated at a communal bench while we went up to get the food. And when we came back, seated beside him was Tammy Fraser, the wife of the former Prime Minister and a group of her well-heeled friends. And in front of Tammy Fraser were our father's false teeth, covered in whatever he'd eaten for breakfast. (laughs) Fortunately... Tammy Fraser was very gracious and very generous and made no fuss at all. So this is both wild and bizarre. Uh, In the early days of my career, I was at one of my first client lunches to paint a picture. The lunch was still going at roughly 7pm that night and continued well into the night. The client attending was um, pretty important, big spending, and wanted to take the lunch to another level. However, didn't exactly want to pay um, for that next level um, or expected my boss to pick it up. So he negotiated with the owner of the restaurant um, to put an extra couple of bottles of wine on the bill and 
organised for $400 cash to be handed over to him to pay for a cash-only transaction. And my work covered the $400 um, as standard food and bevs. Years ago now, good 10 years ago, I was in Palm Cove with a friend. We were holidaying and the restaurant was pretty empty because it was off season and two couples came in and one of the men and women had just gotten married and they were very loud and drunk and raucous and the restaurant staff were trying to calm them down. But the two women went to the bathroom and they were gone for quite a long time and one of the men stumbled into the ladies' bathroom after them and then the next minute he came rushing out of the bathroom um, with what we figured was his new wife, screaming at her that he couldn't believe that she was doing that and she was screaming at him that it meant nothing. It was a very fine dining, beautiful restaurant and they were having a screaming match this newlywed couple were having a screaming match about one of them on the day of their wedding or within a week of their wedding, going down on another woman in the restaurant bathroom. (laughs) So as you can imagine, the staff were absolutely horrified, just kept trying to calm them down, also sort of kept trying to corral them because they were like, there's lots of, you know, pushing and hand gestures and screaming at the top of their lungs. They managed to finally get them to go outside and then they offered us our dessert for free (laughs) as an apology And it was, to this day, one of the more hilarious slash tragic things we've ever experienced in a restaurant. And I really do want to say that the staff were clearly horrified as well and and so apologetic. But, yeah, not exactly what you expect to happen in a fine dining restaurant in Australia. So I worked at a pub and I had a group of boys, 18-year-old boys, doing some kind of uni pub crawl. And... Before they were about to leave to the next location, two boys walked up to the bar and extremely politely put down two jugs full of spew and thanked me for my help and tried to leave. And I said, "Um, excuse me, I'm not your mum, so you need to deal with this. I'm not cleaning up your spew. And they seemed genuinely shocked at this request from me. Um, And they spoke to me and said, we're going to miss the party bus. But I did not let them leave until they dealt with it because that is disgusting. Also, it was like 10.30 in the morning. Thank you. I'm calling with a story about the pub on my street. So there was a couple having dinner at the pub. And at one point, the girlfriend threw her pasta all over him and stormed out. And it was super weird and awkward and no one really knew what to do. As it turns out, he took her to dinner to break up with her and ended up staying for a while and having a chat and a drink with the staff, and he was a real good sport about it. Hi, this is a story from the restaurant, Brunswick Street, Fitzroy. In mid-'80s, two friends, lady friends, who were their partners, came to the restaurant. Now, one of the ladies was very pregnant, and she was overdue. She did not want to sit downstairs. She wanted to go upstairs, so she climbed up the stairs. Everyone went up. And while she's having her dinner, her water breaks. Right. Okay. So everybody starts panicking. The best friend that was with her, she went into a shock saying, okay, I'm going to go downstairs, make a call. Obviously, nobody had mobiles back then. But instead of making a call for the ambulance, She left the restaurant (laughs) because she was into a shock, didn't know what to do, and left her friend. And the friend had a baby upstairs in the restaurant.
Um, okay, so I'm calling about my brother who was doing an internship where he got paid in meal vouchers. So he had to like go go and eat meals out in restaurants for lunch and dinner, generally on his own. And one day he was sitting there having a lunch in this this one restaurant he was trying out, and there was a couple sitting kind of nearby speaking in Dutch. We grew up speaking Dutch. Our parents are Dutch, so so we can understand. And they were just having this conversation that went something like, God, look at that poor, lonely guy eating all on his own in a restaurant in the middle of the day. That's so sad. He must be so lonely. Oh, what a what a depressing sight. <laughs> um, he didn't say anything. He just finished his meal and left but it was a bit embarrassing and added to uh the slight shame that i uh, i think a lot of people might feel when they're eating alone in a restaurant um anyway i thought it was pretty funny and hope you enjoy bye hey broadsheet team i've got one for you i was working as a bussy at a local nightclub and one night you know we'll pick up all the glasses and we all finished up and we're walking around the venue and just could have a waft of the smell of sh- like shit in the air. And we're like, Jesus, like the toilets sometimes get bad, but it was never this bad before. And all of a sudden we just hear this blood curdling scream from the dance floor. And this poor 18 year old young uh, bartender girl had come across a pint filled with human poo. And she almost passed out and ran away. And so we were all freaking out, talking about the logistics of how one person would maybe poo in a cup on the dance floor. And we were just shocked and amazed. But the thing that had to happen was that cup had to leave the dance floor. So it was about me and four other buffies working there at the time. And and we pulled straws and one poor son of a bitch had to put on a glove. They put up probably like eight different layers of gloves, took that pinty poo and chucked it in the bin. And I just wanted to let the buffies out there know that I've lot of respect for you. If you see a guy picking up your glasses at a bar, just think that, you know, that's the sort of things I have to go through. So, you know, tip them well and always lend them a hand. Wow. You guys have some pretty wild stories. Some so wild they actually push the boundaries of what we could and couldn't publish. We might have to do another one of these next season. Just wanted to say a big, big thank you to everyone who called in. There were so many great gems. Well, that's it for season one of FYI. Keep us in your feeds. We'll be back again soon. And if there's something going on in your city that you think we need to know about, you can reach us at podcast at broadsheet.com.au. This episode of FYI was produced by Carla Arnold and Ellen Fraser. The show is hosted by me, Katja Vuchtel, and our executive producer is Ellen Fraser. Martin Peralta mixed the episode and, along with Alexander Gao, composed our theme music. Additional engineering by Derek Myers at Castaway Studios. Design by the company you keep. Editorial direction by Ellen Fraser and Katja Vuchtel. Special thanks to everyone at Broadsheet who helped make the show happen. There are a lot of you. FYI is by Broadsheet, Australia's go-to culture guide. For more fascinating slices of culture in your city, head to broadsheet.com.au.